0: Hey, alright you All right, y'all, what is going on? This is your man i'm coming through with another edition of never out of bounds of course this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts tonight uh we got we got a few things to go over we got some time it's friday night uh so i wanted to go over some nfl news just one news story to go over and then i'm gonna go over my power rankings this week is gonna be a little bit different i don't think i'll be doing this too often but there's so many teams with similar records i want to talk about all of them and uh, compare and contrast a little bit see who's better between them uh, so i'll be breaking down 12 teams this week instead of the usual eight i'll also be going over college football as well going over the top 25 uh, there is some uh, updates to go over well go over there as well uh, of course with trevor lawrence he will be missing in action this week of course corona iris strikes again so we'll talk a little bit about that i will be going over uh brief briefly about the world series um not too much and then kind of my final thoughts on the mlb season in general i'll get to that in just a little bit i'll get into a deeper uh deeper synopsis of the season and of course the world series a little bit later um a little bit later on i have some other projects of course i want to get into get into of course we already know about the sports stories of course we know about you guys know about the Batman Forever review that is still in the works. So um I got a few things that I still need to dig into as the as the days go on. But tonight like I said some NFL some college football of course. Uh the World Series and um I also wanted to talk a little bit about um you know the election of course. I've been meaning to talk some more about this, the last debates and, of course, um, all the recent stuff going on with, you know, Trump and uh, all his endorsements, who's 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 on his side, who's not on his side, the flip-floppers, I wanted to address some of that, and I wanted to address the contract, of course, the big elephant in the room in general, and just, just promises in the political world in general, and how, well, I'll just get into it, and, and again, there'll probably be a deeper You know, dive into some things. Of course, some personal talk. Cause again, uh, that's what this show is for. Uh, So yeah, and again, it's Friday night. It's the weekend. So gather up a chair. This is what the podcast, podcast form is for, right? So let's get into it. Of course, with the NFL. Uh, like I said, one bit of news here, of course, Baltimore re-signs their offensive line, uh, well, their star offensive lineman. Uh, they re-sign Ronnie Stanley at the left tackle position to a five-year, $98.75 million extension. Uh, this is a month after they would re-sign uh, their defensive back, Marlon Humphrey, to the same type of deal. Uh, they're wrapping up all, well, they're, you know, they're, Tying down all their young talent, at least their high quality young talent that uh, they drafted. You know, of course, they have a pretty good drafting uh, personnel there in Baltimore. So, again, <clears throat> Good pickup with Ronnie Stanley again. He's all he's coming off an All-Pro season. A little bit about him. Uh, Last season he had only six. He only gave up six quarterback pressures, uh, which is the fewest by an offensive tackle in 14 years. Uh, This is he also has a uh, pass block win rate of 96.8. So at the line of scrimmage on a passing play, uh, his pass protection is pretty much um, yeah top tops uh he's actually the best in the league at that so he is the best pass protector in the league at that position uh he's also has a 78.3 percent run uh, run block rate so that's good enough for nice so he's a top 10 run blocker uh he's a top pass blocker again being on the left side of the line, uh, for those of you who may not know too much, that is the side that protects the quarterback, a.k.a. the blind side. Uh, this is a position that the the Ravens uh, have, you know, tried to invest in in many years with many different uh, draft picks, uh, but he seems to have, you know, uh, come in for them. Uh, being the sixth pick in the 2016 draft, uh, he's come in for them and be the well he's been that top 10 player um, I think that was a position once held down by yeah Hall of Famer Jonathan Ogden for that same team so again they've been searching for that that piece since then they finally got it uh, he'll be tied down he'll be well I don't want to say tied down like that it sounds you know a little bit negative but he will be uh, protecting uh, Lamar Jackson uh, their You know, one of the top quarterbacks in the league uh, for quite a while. So moving on, let's get to my top 12 power rankings again. Uh, This is going into week eight. Uh, Coming at number 12, we have the Browns. Uh, They are currently at five and two. And, again, they're just kind of here right now because, again, they're kind of one of those five and two teams. I definitely think that they're the weakest amongst the bunch, of course, with Nick Chubb being out for the rest of the season. If I'm not mistaken, I know for a fact OBJ is out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. So, again, they're obviously the weakest team, at least even on paper. Uh, But they're two games back within the division. Again, um, both of those losses are coming coming, coming from the Steelers. And the Ravens, um, again, they can't beat the top teams in the AFC a- AFC North. They can always beat up on the Bengals. Nobody's impressed by that. Uh, however, they are 10th in scoring. Uh, they average about 28.6 points a game. However, uh, they are atrocious defensively. They are near the bottom in terms of scoring. They give up about 31, uh, over 31 points a game. And they are 30th in the league against the pass. So they can't stop uh, pass like they can't stop a nosebleed. And it's all bad for them. And again, they got two of their they bigger offensive names that are going to be out for the rest of the year. Um, look for this team to take a tumble down. The Raiders better beat them this week. Or again, let me know. i do something goofy or something. I don't know. if Because the, the Raiders better not. That's what I'm going to say. If the Raiders are not 4-3, and three, that's, that's ridiculous. We should be able to stomp on the Browns. I'm sorry. They're not that good. I don't. Baker Mayfield is trashed. He's I'm sorry, they don't want me to say it. I know the people don't want me to say it, but he's not good like that. He just puts up little decent numbers, but he's not good. He's not going to lead this team anywhere. I'm sorry. They cannot beat the they cannot beat uh, the Ravens or the Steelers. That's that's all that division goes through at any point in time. Uh, we'll get into those two teams a little bit later in my power rankings, but again, the Browns ain't beating those teams, and that's what it, that's what really matters. Wins against the Bengals don't matter, Baker. Sorry, you don't count. We don't consider you a legitimate quarterback just yet. At least I don't. You don't win enough important games for me. That's just me. Sorry, I'm not. I think Justin Herbert and uh, Joe Burrow are better than you. Sorry. Yep. I'm. Come on at me come on at me I don't like Baker Mayfield I don't like his attitude I I keep trying to stress it once he disrespected Hugh Jackson on some oh I think I'm all that type of shit on national TV like he was really all that I said "Eh, fuck you cuz and he's always in some commercials and he's not that he don't win so no I'm sorry I spent too much time on a number twelve team. Let's move on to number eleven. We have the Bears here. They are also five and two. Uh, they look a little bit. They look. A, they look slightly better, although they are coming off a loss um, on Monday night, twenty-four to ten versus the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Nick Foles threw two interceptions in the game. That's all you need to know. Uh, they do not have any real answers at the quarterback position. Of course, they recently well, they benched Mitch Trubisky a couple weeks ago. We don't know what's gonna happen from that guy. Uh wide receiver Allen Robinson has missed the entire week dealing with the with the concussion. Uh he's likely to be out this week, so that's their top target. We don't know who well, of course, Nick Fole's is gonna be under center. Uh, but he's already, you know, coming off a iffy game. You're taking off, and then on top of that, you're missing one of your top receivers. It just gets harder, I believe. Uh this team is currently 27 to score so near the bottom only averaging about 19.7 points a game, so slightly, it's almost 20 points a game, you can't round it though uh, really it's just like 19 uh, they're 25th in passing of course that being their issue, whether it be Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky in the center they just can't seem to get it done, they're also 30th in rushing, which is a little bit surprising uh, but they are, at. they have 589 yards, um, just two touchdowns, and on 3.8 yards per carry between three running backs. Of course, uh, David Montgomery being the leading rusher, but nothing to write home about here. And the Bears, I don't know how they're 5-2, but kind of like the Browns i think that's gonna start to kind of unravel the next couple of weeks that's just my opinion that's why um other five and two teams i have both of those guys uh basically at the bottom i feel those guys are pretty much gonna start falling off starting this week that's just my opinion uh number 10 we have the bills here uh linebacker jerry hughes and safety micah hyde are questionable this week that's That's uh, the biggest news coming from them. Uh, They recently signed linebacker Darren Lee for some death. Uh, But again, this is a defense that's a little bit off from last season um, and seasons in the past. Uh, I think they're, I don't want to say they're near the bottom, but I definitely think they're rated near the the middle of the road, middle of the pack in terms of the league. Uh, But again, um, Josh Allen is improving. And again, they have just. You know, just two losses so far. But look for this team again. I wouldn't say again, not like the bottom two teams that I feel are gonna just start falling off the face of the earth. Maybe starting as soon as next week. I think the Bills they'll take some lumps here there. I think at the very most they finish. uh, At the very worst, this is a team that could possibly finish 11 and 5, 12 and 4. So again, they're gonna they're gonna take some lumps. but I I think they'll be all right. This is why I have them at number ten. At number nine, I have the Rams here. Uh, they're five and two as well. I put them at the number nine spot here because uh, they had the most impressive win. Um, of course, they uh, of the five and two teams so far. They're the one that is coming off. I believe no, no, no. The Bills had a win last week as well. Oh no, no, no. The Bills took a loss against the. Uh, I believe it was against the Titans. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but they had a bye week if I'm not mistaken so we have the Rams here yeah Uh, coming off yeah coming off their win again easy easy well yeah easy win against the Bears Bears have no offense Uh, this week they are going up against the Dolphins where they are a four and a half point favorite I will say a little bit more just because of yeah this the defensive line here Aaron Donald one of the best out there eight sacks on the year 24 total sacks uh with the team um as a whole i believe that's enough for first or second in the league um next to tampa bay they have a lot of sacks as well you got linebacker linda floyd with four sacks on the year as well so they get to the quarterback again they do happen to give up a lot of points as well uh but their defense does make uh make you know plays and and offensively they do enough to win games so again this is a team that i don't think uh well i think takes some lumps at the the course of the season i would say again 11 and 5 on the on the worst side of things 12 and 4 i don't know if this team necessarily wins the division division but they're definitely in the mix so number nine i got the rams here and number eight i have the cardinals i'm sorry not the cardinals but the buccaneers here they are five and two again they've won four uh sorry two straight games uh including a 45 to 20 blowout of my raiders on the road they're currently uh first in the nfc south so again uh tom brady after a couple games of you know not looking so hot he's turned it around uh definitely looking mvp quality uh i'll I'm going to have to be eating some crow uh, like I should be doing with Justin Herbert. So, uh, for the next couple of weeks, I will be saying uh, my bad uh, to both of those guys. Um, Yeah, I've been a little bit too harsh. So, yeah. Tom Brady, he's has 65. He's completed 65 over 65% of his passes this year for 1,000. Uh, sorry, 1,910 yards, 18 touchdowns, four just to four interceptions, and again looking really great with a passer rating of 102.7. What can you say? Uh, nothing, nothing negative on this team. Uh, Buccaneers look great defensively as well, and expect for this team, in my opinion. Uh, especially with all the drama kind of with the Saints uh, with Michael Thomas. Just seem to be some distractions there Drew Brees probably not looking his greatest Buccaneers might mess around and win that division and of course we already know about the other two squads there So yeah, it'll, it'll pretty much be a race between New Orleans and Tampa Bay. So we'll see what happens uh, At number seven, I have the best looking five and two teams in my opinion I um, cardinals here they've won three straight including the 37 34 win against the seahawks in overtime uh, they're currently three and one three and one on the road i think that's very important because again um only two teams if i'm not mistaken are gonna have home field advantage so unless you're one of those two teams that is very difficult to obtain so uh, pretty much all your games in the playoffs are gonna be on the road so again it's very important to win on the road the cardinals seem to be doing that as of lately and part of that is because of safety, Buda Baker, NFC Defensive Player of the Month. Uh, he's only played in three games of, in the month of October, but he's he's amassed 31 tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, two passes defense, and also a forced fumble. Like I said, now we're just in three games this entire month. Uh, this is the first ever player to do that uh, since 2013. He was also named Defensive Player of the Week. I believe that was last week after stripping zeke and also uh picking off andy annie dalton of the cowboys that might have even been the week before that so probably week seven if i'm sorry if i'm a little bit off a little bit um, in terms of those uh, awards but my bad Buda Baker, uh one of the top safeties in the league they made so much about his numbers coming into this year at least his number of interceptions but he seems to be even doing more of that so again turning heads uh, the Cardinals here look to be in prime position to definitely challenge for that division this year. Kyler Murray has definitely surprised me this year. He's he's uh, definitely vastly improved. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury in his play calling and in general, the Cardinals have vastly improved from last year as well. So they're my number 17. Halfway through this, we're at number six. We have the Seahawks here at number five. Sorry, at number. Oh, sorry, they are five and one. They're back there five 5-1. Uh, they have a big showdown this week uh, against the Niners, who refer to them as the Sea Chickens. That's just the way that that rolls. I respect them. I call them the Seahawks. They win. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. It's one of the budding rivalries um, on this side of the, of the country, I think, uh, but there's some interesting matchups in this game. For one, uh, whoever the Niners are going to be using at running back versus Seattle's defensive line, uh, the Niners uh, seem to be able to plug, plug and play whoever they want. Uh, fortunately, uh, Jeff Wilson, one of those uh, one of those plug and play guys, will be out for the next few weeks with a high ankle sprain. But again, who knows who they find to be? Who knows who they find to be to, to put in there and uh, to Find you know to find success because it's about scheming and play calling for them. Uh, however, all along Seattle's defensive front, same type of situation. A lot of shifts, a lot of movement. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. Seattle is also rated 12th against the run in the league, so the 12th best team against the run. Uh, so again, uh, very important matchup there. Another important matchup is going to be Seattle's wide right receivers against uh, San Francisco secondary. Of course, you're going to have uh, Jason Verrett back there. He's having a comeback player of the year type of year and replaced for in, you know, in there for Richard and Cerm- in, in there for Richard Sermon, excuse me. Uh, but you got Tyler Lockett uh, in the slot position. Uh, he's coming off a 15 reception over 200 yard three touchdown game last week. And he'll be facing uh defensive back jamar taylor who gives up 15 yards per reception so so a first down every time a receiver catches a ball on him it's definitely over a first down so that's gonna be an interesting matchup there uh, of course we have the quarterback matchup i'm gonna give russell uh wilson of course the edge in that so take with take that you know how you will I think it's going to be an interesting game. This is one of those games where I can't really make a call, honestly, because the Niners just seem to do it regardless of, uh, I mean, again, if you look at their record, they only have what three losses so far this year, maybe two, Um, but um, they're looking solid without, uh, without. So uh, we'll have to see come Sunday, any given Sunday, right? Moving on to number five, we have the Titans here. Uh, We are moving up to my second five and one team, uh, Defensive back, Adoree Jackson, and also offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson will still be doubtful coming into this week. It looks like they might not be able to play two big pieces, well, two productive pieces and helpful pieces at this point for them with all the struggles that they kind of, well, they don't really have too many struggles. They are fourth in the league in scoring, uh, just about 31 points a game. They're also fifth, of course, um, in rushing, that being on the back of Derrick Henry. He He so far has 663 yards in the season, along with seven touchdowns. So they'll be looking to run it, whoever they're going up against. At number four, we have the Packers. They're also 5-1. and They're currently first in the NFC North. Uh, look for this team to start to pull away soon. as is why I have them here at number four. Uh, the last game was, of course, uh, 35 to 23 at Houston uh, Aaron Rodgers again has a superb performance in that game 23 of 34 284 yards also four touchdowns uh, on the year he has a completion percentage of almost 66 percent uh, he has 1600 yards over 1600 yards uh, 17 touchdowns to just two interceptions and he has a 113 uh, passer rating so again Looks like an MVP year. Again, another guy that's in the MVP, uh, you know, running uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, definitely pass-heavy, pass-heavy offense right now. I, you know, I don't see a whole lot of balance right now, but they're in a winnable division. It looks like the Bears are going to unravel at some point, like I said before. Um, I, I, th- I still think the Packers have enough to get it done. Uh, they're, I mean, they, they're in a good spot right now. I have to look more into what that team does offensively. But if they're anything like they were la- anything like they were last year, I mean, they should be solid, right? I mean, that's that's the that's the expectation. Uh moving on to number three, uh, my last five and one team here. We have the Ravens. They currently won three straight. Um, they have a, a very important conference clash with the Steelers this week. And of course the Steelers are six and 0 We'll talk about them in just a little bit. Uh Marlon Humphrey does re- a return from his injury. Uh, but Mark Ingram, their starting running back, is doubtful. Uh, Ball, uh, Baltimore could also be without their starting defensive back, Jimmy Smith. Uh, he's dealing with an Achilles injury. So uh, some very important injury uh, situations going on with the Ravens right now heading into this very important divisional matchup. Uh, number two, we have the Chiefs here. They are currently 6-1. Uh, they, they have won two straight, um, and they are currently undefeated on the road. Like I said, uh, just in case they do not. Get the number one seed in the playoffs and do not have home field advantage. Uh, it's it's very good to win on the road. They're undefeated, so that's a very important stat in my opinion. Uh, I think the only undefeated, the only undefeated team on the road. Uh, I think I could be I could be off about that. I could be off about that. Don't hold me to that, but I think they're one of the only uh, teams that are undefeated on the road right now. Uh, they have an easy game versus just this week. Look for this to be a blowout. Um, supposedly a Le'Veon bill. You know, revenge game. Yeah, I wouldn't look too much into that. Um, he only had like a, you know, like maybe 40 yards last week. He's still getting used to this offense. Uh, but again, he is uh, somebody that could be used, uh, you know, utilized in an offense like that. So it's just going to be a moment. You know, it's going to be a matter of time before he gets used to it. Uh, the the Chiefs are fifth in scoring, 31 points a game for them. Eleventh, uh, 11th, eleventh. Uh, 11th in the league in terms of passing, of course, 263 uh, yards per game is what Patrick Mahomes is averaging for them. And also ninth in terms of rushing to get about 134 uh, 134 yards per game. So, again, very balanced. Uh, again, a top 10 team. Well, almost a top 10 team in passing. Uh, top two team in terms of rushing. Uh, of course, they, they score a lot of points. They just blew out, um, you know, of course, the Broncos last week. So, again, this is a team primed to make another deep playoff run. Don't sleep on the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, at number one, that leaves the last, well, the only remaining undefeated team here, um, the Steelers. They are six and zero, of course. This is their twenty-fifth. Well, this is the twenty-fifth meeting between John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin. Uh, this is the most in the Super Bowl era. This is the most matchups between any two coaches within the Super Bowl era. Harbaugh holds a slight lead over Tomlin. Uh, that is thirteen to eleven. With two thirds of these games being decided by four points or fewer and four have gone to overtime uh the, the, the teams combined uh, have 10 divisional titles so again don't i wouldn't be interested in the browns being five or two right now it doesn't matter because they're not going to be any of these two teams here uh, this is this is pretty much the divisional championship and then of course uh their rematch uh down the line this these are the these are you know the divisional ch- AKA the divisional championship games. Uh, so uh, look for that game. That's going to be the most important matchup of the week. Uh, I think they flexed that game out to an earlier time to make room for the Cowboys, I think. I think they're playing against somebody the I don't want to say they're playing against the Eagles. I could be wrong. But it's supposed to be, they're supposed to be, you know, some kind, a little bit of controversy. You know, nobody want to see the weak-ass Cowboys in prime time right now. So, yeah. So there's that. But uh, it's going to be an early game. Steelers and Chiefs will early enough, like early afternoon game. So look out for that one. That should be a heavy hit matchup. So uh, let's move on to some college football. Uh, let's start off with the top 25. Uh, we're going to start off with number 25, the newest team on the block. Uh, we have Boise State here. Uh, they won their first game last week, 42-12 to versus Utah State. In that game, uh, Boise was led by Hank Bachmeyer, 20 and 28 for him 268 yards three touchdowns uh three touchdowns through the air one rushing touchdown george holaney was a leading receiver for the bice outside not the bison uh these are the broncos Ooh oh boy i gotta get my schools right sorry y'all 100 rushing yards from your boy holaney he had a touchdown there as well 33 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown as well Andrew Van Buren, not to be confused with Martin Van Buren, a former U.S. president. I'm being a nerd right now. I didn't have to go all there. But anyways, Andrew Van Buren, rushing touchdown from him. Khalil Shakir, leading receiver with 123 receiving yards off of seven catches and also two touchdowns. Linebacker Ezekiel Noah was leading uh, tackler here uh, with eight total tackles and a tackle for loss. And linebacker uh, Riley Wimpy, don't don't sleep on the name. Don't He's not no wimp. Wimps don't play linebacker. I know this much. Six total tackles from your boy in a sack. He ain't no soft. He ain't no soft white cuz. Anyways, defensive back Tariq LaBeouf had an interception as well. Uh, as a whole, Boise State's, Boise State's defense would force three total sacks. So, again, uh, they're getting after the quarterback. That's what they do. They force turnovers. And, again, Boise State looked good against... Mountain West opponents. Sorry. Uh the Mountain West has notoriously not been up to par. So and uh of course Boise has always benefited from that. So not to take too much, you know, win out of their sales, but welcome to the top twenty five. Woohoo. Uh number twenty four, we have Oklahoma. They have made their way back. They are currently three and two. Again, I don't think they belong, but hey. That's what people want to put them. That's what, that's what the, you know, USA Today does. Who makes this pull AP, excuse me, AP, whatever. 23, we have Iowa State. They're also three and two. Uh, we have number 22, SMU here. Uh, this is after their uh, loss last week to Cincinnati. They are currently five and one. Uh, again, at number 22. At number 21, we have USC, a team that has not played yet. I don't know why they're here up here on these rankings again i'll say the same thing with oregon uh number 14 but at number 20 we have coastal carolina they are undefeated at 5-0 and 0. at number 19 we have another undefeated team in marshall 5-0 and 0 as well at number 18 we have penn state uh currently winless uh they have an opportunity to will at least try to get a win back against ohio state which is going to be hard being that they've got they, they didn't get beat up by Indiana last week, but it was an upset that they should have took. So it's going to be hard for me to man, to say that they could really beat Ohio State, but they got a chance. But anyways, number 17, again, was a team that beat Penn State last week, Indiana. Uh, they find their way to the rankings uh, with their first win. At number uh, 16, we have Kansas State at 4-1. At number 15, we have UNC, a.k.a. North Carolina. At number 14, we have Oregon, like I said, haven't played a game yet i'm not too sure why they're here i would like to see them earn their spot but you know hey that's me um there was a you know a false covid scare i mean within the last week or so five players were originally tested positive uh but through you know leading to practices being canceled and the facility being closed if i'm not mistaken uh but it's been since revealed that those tests were false positive. So everything has pretty much since, you know, returned to normal. The players that tested positive could come back. And, um, yeah, it looks like they'll be getting ready to play Stanford in about a week. I think that's going to be an interesting matchup. I think uh, the later, you know, teams wait, uh, especially with this Pac-10, I think this is going to be the last uh, league starting up. It'll Be very interesting to see who's been practicing this entire time, who's you know might be a little bit worn out and all that from these practices. Uh, you know, who's coming in there with some extra injuries, who's missing because of COVID. Uh, when it's all said and done, uh, you know, when week one arrives, and Stanford is no no cakewalk, it's never been a cakewalk. So, uh, I definitely hope Oregon is on their game. I think the freshman. Um, Jay Butterfield is going to be starting, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Show enough, even without us having to face Ohio State this year, uh, it still is you know not easy. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, number thirteen, we have Michigan. Uh, they are one and at number twelve. We have Miami, who is three and one, and at number eleven, we have BYU, uh, who is six and O. Now we get to the interesting teams. We are in the top 10. Coming at the number 10 spot, we got Florida. They are currently 10-1. They haven't played since the 10th of October. That was a loss, 41-38 at Texas A&M. That has a lot to do with coronavirus spiking on their campus with the, on that team. Uh, I know that Governor DeSantis wanted to have full capacity games. Well, that's what you got, sir. I don't know what to tell you it's the south nah I'm not even gonna say all that that ain't right no more it's not right for a westerner to say that I guess too disparaging but still man. come on man Uh they are eleventh in scoring, so I'll give them that. Forty-two points a game. They're tenth in passing. Quarterback Kyle Trask, nine hundred ninety-six yards on the year, so far. Fourteen touchdowns. Quarterback rating of ninety-one point three. Uh, his his uh, primary target is uh, tight end Kyle Pitts. Seventeen to uh, sorry, seventeen. yet yeah, seventeen total receptions, two hundred seventy-four yards, and seventeen touchdowns on the year. Moving on to number nine, uh, we got Wisconsin. Uh, this week's game against uh, sorry. Nebraska has been completely canceled. It won't even be rescheduled. I guess that's how trash Nebraska is. I don't nobody even want to see that game. Uh, we'll get into Nebraska. Ooh, at yeah, some point, man, they are just. It ain't the time of the place. They not in the top twenty-five. So uh, for Wisconsin, they blew out uh, Illinois last Friday night. Forty. Nope. I'm not gonna make a Rebecca Black. Nope. Reference. Can't do it. Nope. Not gonna do it. Forty-five to seven blew him out. Uh, Graham Mertz, he later on would test positive for coronavirus. God damn. Uh, It gets everybody. But he would have a great uh, first game of the year. 248 yards. Uh, He would have seven touchdowns uh, with a 95.2 percent completion percentage. That is the highest completion percentage in program history. That's probably one of the highest in general. Um, I can't think of who probably would have a higher one. Maybe Colt Brennan? Maybe. I mean, because he would only be the only person that would be throwing the ball enough to, I don't know. I could be wrong about that. But, uh, Grant Mertz, again, great first game. Um, I think he's part of the reason why. Because, again, this was Wisconsin's call uh, to cancel this game because they were the, one with the ones with the positives. Uh, I think definitely Grant Mertz was a part of that. Uh, he would have been inactive for this week anyways, uh, even if they would have had a game uh, like I said, the game is been completely canceled. It won't even be post. It won't even be postponed. Uh, so I guess, I, I don't know what to tell Nebraska. Wisconsin, I guess they get that easy, that easy win off their schedule. It kind of sucks for them. And number eight, we have Texas A&M. Uh, they are coming back, uh, Actually, they, yes, they come back off of a bye week at the back-to-back wins. One of those were against Mississippi State. They're currently second in the SEC West. Of course, this team is led by their quarterback as well. Kellen Mon, one of the top passes in the nation. 984 nine hundred and eighty-four total yards for the year and also nine touchdowns. At number seven, we got Cincinnati still undefeated. Oh, and as far as Texas A.M. is concerned, uh, they are 3-1. Sorry. Didn't have the record there at first. Uh, Cincinnati, they are four and zero. They are riding the momentum uh, of last week's blowout win over SMU. Pretty much, uh, the Bearcats uh, outscored SMU twenty eight to twenty three in the second half, uh, and now they have. They are now the highest rated uh, team of the non Power Five schools. So. Um, Good look on my uh, on Cincinnati. Uh, their current coach is Luke, Luke Fickle. Uh, for those of you who you know who got through, who are in the know, uh, he's a former uh, defensive coordinator over there at Ohio State. Uh, one of their interim coaches when Urban Meyer had all his you know his health issues, uh, really stepped in. And I think he took a team, led the team to the national championship over there, at Ohio State as well. So it's no. Um, it's not surprising to me that he uh, has Cincinnati ranked as high as he has them. That's just me. At number six, we have Oklahoma State. Uh, they are still undefeated. They are 4-0. and uh, They finally uh, got, uh, oh, oh, let's see. Oh, they were finally able to get to Brock Purdy over there at Iowa State. They were able to beat them up last week after putting, after he Basically, put up you know almost a thousand yards upon him on them, and uh, five touchdowns in their first couple of meetings. Oklahoma State uh, would hold him to just 162 passing yards, and a touchdown there, and an interception. So again, Oklahoma State. Uh, probably has the best defense in the Big 12, and that's probably why they ranked so high. Uh, really looked good against Brock Purdy. Again, uh, was one of the nation's top passers last year. Uh, and again, this year he was getting a lot of praise uh, to some extent. But again, it looks like Oklahoma State wants to finally do something. They're alive again. they got to get through Oklahoma their last game of the year. That's Bedlam. We'll see. They don't never beat Oklahoma, no matter how good they are. That's that's the cold part about Oklahoma State. They don't. They don't never really beat Oklahoma, don't really matter how good they are. So we'll see what it comes down to. I'm, you know, my fingers are crossed for them. I think if any team should cross the line for the Big Twelve, it should be them. I don't, you know, they, you know, they, you know, they've been in the mix for a while, but. By the way to see at number five we have Georgia. Uh they are three and one. The next game is gonna be at two and three Kentucky. Again, another easy road win to keep them in the top five and to keep them up there to prop them up there to have a really good game against Alabama who they never beat. And it allows Alabama to get to again get another top five win to justify why they need to be in the playoffs? So again, you already know how I feel here. And number four, we have Notre Dame here at five. oh. Uh this is easy, easy, they had easy pickings last week. Week a blowout win versus Pittsburgh. I'm still not interested until they are able to beat Clemson uh, in a couple weeks uh, on the seventh of November, which might be a little bit easier with what you know with the news I have to share with you about him. Uh, number three, we have Ohio State. Uh, it just gets tougher for them. Uh, they do have a you know a Penn State team that is going to be hungry. Um, you know they're going to have to go down to Penn State to face them at Happy Valley. So again, it just gets tougher for Ohio State. I don't think they have an easy one, but I think it's still a game that they could pull out. And number two, we have Alabama. They got 10 first place votes. Uh, however, their star wideout, Jalen Waddle is done for the entire year with an ankle injury. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, he just keeps doing what he does, uh, you know, being the heir apparent to Tua. 387 passing yards uh, last week. And Najee Harris would have two touchdowns uh, on the ground last week as well at 96 rushing yards. You can't stop Bama, um, you know. I, as much as I think their competition is overhyped, you know, they still win in the championships when they get there. So, you know, what can I say? What can I really say? Moving on, of course, the number one team in the nation is uh Clemson here. Fifty two of sixty two first place votes. Like I told you, uh nothing to really say here except for the fact that COVID has struck again this time, it took out their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He recently tested positive and ruled out this week versus Boston College. He's been required to isolate for 10 games. This also puts uh, his status against number four Notre Dame adding, you know, a little bit of a question mark. Um, I don't, you know, again, I, we don't know his symptoms. They haven't revealed none of that. So we don't know truly, you know, you know, how he's going to be. But he's definitely gonna be missing this week's game versus Boston College. Does it make a big difference this week? Not necessarily, but I will say this: uh, it might be a big difference versus Notre Dame. I think it definitely will, with as good as good of a defense Notre Dame has. The Heisman hopeful and potential first first pick in the draft has amassed a completion percentage of 70% uh, with over 1,800 yards also 17 touchdowns 2 interceptions on the season Uh, this will be his first game he has ever missed in college DJ Ugalele will be taking over for Lawrence so far in the meantime uh, he's a number 2 recruit in 2019 number two overall recruit in 2019 Uh, i think one of the high i think the highest for the quarterback uh in that class uh but so far this year he's gone 12 of 19 for 102 yards and he does have two rushing touchdowns so at least he scores some touchdowns uh defensively i think this is you know and you know as far as their defense goes i think clemson is definitely gonna be leaning on this more than ever uh just you know definitely with a quarterback that doesn't have a whole lot of experience but uh that defense uh, has only allowed 13.5 points 13 and a half points a game sorry uh that is good enough for 12th in the nation they've only given up 81 total points so they're gonna be leaning on that defense uh that doesn't give up a lot of points it does not give up a whole lot of yards and they force about two turnovers a game. that's what they're gonna be looking forward to uh over the next uh week uh I definitely think that's going to work with Clemson. That'll be enough to get over the hump. I'm I'm sorry. It'll be enough to get over the hump versus Boston College. Uh, But again, I mean, I'm hoping for Clemson's sake, uh, you have your boy ready for Notre Dame not being Lawrence. Uh, It would be interesting uh, to see. I mean, because again, they both have good defenses. uh, So it would definitely be, it might be a little scoring affair or whatever have you, but I would definitely like to see Treble Lawrence under center for that game. If if I'm a Clemson fan, that's that's what I'm hoping. Not to take nothing away from ukulele and being a number two overall recruit, but you know, Lawrence has been doing this. He's been taking his team uh to that championship round. So um it's gonna be interesting. Again, I I think this week versus Boston College, I think this game goes as planned. It might even be like an easy blowout, you know, who knows. Uh, but definitely, you know If if Lawrence ain't back next week I mean, or we, yeah, next week Against uh, Notre Dame It will be, in my opinion A difficult matchup Alright, y'all uh, I'm going to take a quick break And when I come back I'll be going over the uh, World Series And then I'll be breaking down Some of my thoughts on the election And then, of course uh, We'll be breaking down What else I got planned uh, For the future So, I'll be right back, y'all when I promote no beats, I'm the blueprint. I had your clothes looking like they was designed by bullet holes and shoe prints. When I bless a joint, it's like Spock came up in the spot. Grab the beat by the pressure point. I got the folk in touch. I tell my bitch I'ma give up drinking when she gives her emotions up. Too many enemies and no killers. Too many that hate snitching with no squillers. I get stacked, at. I flam hard with the click-clack. With that man article rap. I spit crap all right y'all so we back and uh yes the dodgers have won the world series and i don't have a problem with it i truly don't um they won it 42 two. They won against the Tampa Bay Rays, a competent team throughout the playoffs, throughout the World Series, uh, gave the Dodgers a good run for their money throughout the series. No, it's a really good, entertaining series, and I have no problem with considering them a champion. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm an Ace fan, but I've always had a, a spot for the Dodgers. Why? I don't know, maybe I've always loved the city of L.A. Uh, That's part of it, but I don't like the Lakers. But uh, I definitely like the Dodgers because I like L.A. I don't know. Go figure. I've never been to a Dodger game, but (laughs) I've watched a whole lot of Dodger baseball. I know a lot about their players. Sean Green, all those guys. Uh, Eric Gagne. Always been a fan of them um, for some reason. And... um, Maybe that's part of the reason why I'm not tripping so hard. Uh, but about it, but I think even if I wasn't, I would still accept it for what it was. Uh, for for one, of this game's a really good game. Uh, you know, from the Dodgers' standpoint, of course, Smokey Betts. Uh, you got him getting a home run. Of course, Corey Sigger, he gets his RBI. He ends up being the World Series MVP. i sorry, yeah, the MVP of the series. Um, you have that of course you have bellinger off and on throughout the playoffs and of course uh, the World Series but um, this game um, was really decided by a by a position on the Dodgers staff or you know what you would call their you know their staff or your player staff that I didn't think will come through like that there was always they've always been you know we've always talked about Bellinger we've always talked about um, you know, uh, Mookie Betts we've talked about Peterson and those guys Seager uh, we talked about the starting pitchers like uh, Kershaw we talked about you know Jensen and you know those guys but this was one straight up by their bullpen like uh, Tony Gonsolin gets a start he had he gives up three hits in a run uh, actually he yeah, had three hits in a run uh, and it was a bullpen throughout the entire way. And this bullpen just comes out of nowhere. Only gives up two hits to the rest of the way. And we're talking pretty much second inning on. They only give up two hits, no earned runs, 12 strikeouts. Julio Arias gets to save. And again, I mean, again, as much as, you know, the media and fans I've seen talk about you know, again, all these different, you know, players for LA and all the different stripes that they've been through to have their bullpen, you know, again, a, a, you know, a position that, you know, again, they don't really talk too much about in LA to have them come up and, you know, come clutch, come up and come clutch like that again, Julio Arias with the save only, he went for the last two innings, again, he already pulled up a, a save earlier in the series, if I'm not mistaken, two and a half, two innings, over two innings, zero hits, zero, uh, zero earned runs from him, four strikeouts again, this team, you know, I guess it was a matter of time, right, I mean, they put so many, they threw so, many, so, much, so much money at it, but they had a good farm system as well, they've been developing these players, so it's not right for people to just say that, and you can't get away with just that, you know. And as far as you know, it being a COVID World Title, let's put an asterisk on it. Uh, well, okay, guys. Um, if we're gonna start putting asterisks on stuff, let's put an asterisk on Barry Bonds. Uh, for my Giants fans, you wanna do that? You wanna go? You wanna start putting asterisks on shit? Let's talk to Houston. Let's talk to them. About, let's tell them about putting an asterisk on something. I know y'all don't wanna hear that. So if y'all want to put an asterisk on the Dodgers, let's put an asterisk on a whole lot of different stuff that I know y'all don't want to put asterisk on. Let's put an asterisk on everything that Babe Ruth did because he didn't play the integrated league. You want to do that? You want to do that to Lou Gehrig? No. Let's not play stupid games here. The, agree, the, the players agreed to play. The league uh, had a vote for these players. They wanted to play, obviously, because that's what they voted for. They could have not played, just like with the NBA. Don't tell me, start telling me about, oh, how, oh, it was a shortened season, this. That's what the players wanted. They wanted a shortened season. That's what they agreed to. The the MLB wanted to play the full 120. No. Don't complain about all that. That's what the players wanted. That's what they agreed to. That's what made them take the field. And they took the field, and the Dodgers was the best team, the last team standing at the end of the day. Am I mad about it as an Ace fan? No, we made the playoffs. A lot of y'all didn't make the playoffs I guess I guess y'all can complain. I guess. Got these NBA fans like, let's just bring the season back right away. Cause you this, that, Because you just don't want, you just don't you just want to wash the taste of an LA victory out of your mouth. Get over it. Did nobody complain and say, let's rush the season when Golden State was winning three, four straight. But now they miss a playoffs. Like, let's rush. Let's rush everything now tired of looking at the lake. get the fuck out of here you're a hater as far as justin turner is concerned um i don't know what the deal is he tested positive he came back on the field to celebrate <laughs> i don't know i'm not gonna get into all that hopefully don't nobody else get sick that's all I'm, I'm gonna say about that i'm not gonna you know bitch on that i'm not gonna bitch too much about you know uh any type of any type of championship, I think that's when we start uh, again, we start, you know, to pick at people's pinnacles and their accomplishments. We have to look inside ourselves. Uh, why are we doing that? Are we doing that because our team hasn't done it? Are we doing it because we don't accomplish nothing? I'm not, I'm not bashing house. I don't, I'm not, again, as long as the Dodgers didn't cheat, which they didn't do, like the Astros, uh, like certain superstars, <coughs> Barry Bonds, <coughs> Roger Clemens. <laughs> Rafael Palmeiro, <laughs> Sammy Sosa, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, put asterisks on them, you know, put asterisks on the Houston Astros, put asterisk, put asterisks on the Cardinals because they cheated, they actually cheated, there's actual, you know, evidence of that somebody is in prison because the Cardinals cheated, why don't we put asterisk on that no, but we want to be mad at the Dodgers. Oh, God. I, I may, I guess the Dodgers are the most hated. I didn't even notice until they won a title. You just start hearing everybody name them, COVID champion this, COVID World Series. Get it right. That's what they they beat everybody. I bet you if Houston won again, we wouldn't be hearing this, would we? I think we would. I think anybody not not in the fan base would say. I guess anybody not in the fan base would say this in this type of year, of course. That's everybody's going to be everybody's excuse, right? COVID, COVID. Well, again, I get, you know, the precautions that, you know, the leagues took. If Players tested a positive. They had the best time. That might be the only effect you might have. You still had a training camp. You still had an opportunity. People, teams still had an off season. You, you had, you know, you had opportunity in the NBA. You had opportunity to play yourself into the playoffs. Again, not everybody, but the teams that were qualified at that point in the season to do so it wouldn't make any sense to start it all over again <laughs> when you already when you already basically more than halfway done with the year right come on of course you're gonna start off with a with a top eight or play in you know playoff for the NBA get over it get off your high horse wait wait a few months go to state wait till January what difference is it going to make <laughs> now you want to rush why? Why? Because you don't want to watch somebody else win. You don't want to hear about somebody else win. We had to listen to y'all about four or five years. Get over it. Same thing with the Giants. Y'all mad at the, y'all mad at the Dodgers for winning? We had to hear about y'all every even year. Di- Giants this. Giants, Dodgers. Giants, Dynasty. Get over it. Dodgers won. Nothing to say here. Nothing else to say here. I'm happy for them. Go, Dodgers. Who knows if they win again? I don't know. But... Moving on, I want to talk about this election and talk about my feelings about it. Well, let me, let me get out of that for a second. For a second, and I know I said some um, some really interesting, well, some derogatory things, and I went a little bit hard and harsh last time I talked about this. And I want to take a step back and first of all apologize because I feel like when I go all out like that. My message uh, Gets lost it Gets lost in the, the You know Calling people Whatever type of Uncle Toms Or you know, calling out Trump too hard Or whatever And saying shit about Biden too Right I want to take a step back And I wanted to apologize Because again I don't want my message To get all bombarded With me cussing and all that So I'm going to try to refrain So much from that When I talk about this Shit right here Oh there I go But um, I want to apologize, okay, for going there so much. I don't have to. Again, it's about having the facts, not so much me, you know, pushing an agenda or pushing something because I feel a certain way. So I had to take a step back, and I had to do some some more reading and some more, you know, researching and stuff like that. You know how I go. And um, of course, I know about the platinum plan the biggest thing is the $500 investment and this is why I wanted to take a step back and wanted to go kind of piece by piece of what I you know what, I, what stood out to me you know the most from what I read and kind of counter that with you know something else now again $500 billion, again that's what's being promised in terms of tr- the Trump camp in terms of you know economic um uh, you know uh, what's the word here economic uh, or just investments in within the black community or to the black community and uh, also I was able to c- kind of come across uh, what Trump has been describing as these economic zones he's been putting up uh, or opportunity zones he's been putting up the past few years for black folks and you know trying to figure out what that was all about and of course I figured out what you know Trump or sorry Ice Cube wanted and what his whole position was and why he's in this picture right of course now we have all these different rappers trying to take their claim and of course uh yeah so let me explain something right here I don't trust anything about Trump's platinum plan and I don't believe that, other than maybe a photo op, other than a, a, you know, other than you know, for a, you know, spot for his Black people to be able, feel convinced to vote for him, I think all that meeting with these rappers and these and Ice Cubes and this contract, I mean, that's all for show. I really do, and I don't believe in a five hundred billion. I don't, you know, and I, and this is the thing. I I get it it's, it's election time these guys are saying hey, both sides are saying all they can to convince you, to, you know, to fill in that little box right I ask you this for how many years and maybe even decades now we've we been told that blacks have some of the highest spending per capita in this country do you want to know how much we spend yearly? Over $2 trillion. Now, where is this money going? we we'll have to find, figure that out. Possibly, yeah, I think so. Because that $2.1 trillion is more than what the government is trying to give you. Meaning... What they what they want to give us is it pales in it to an extent to what we can provide for ourselves from what we already spend and put into other people's pockets maybe I' maybe it's me embracing my single life and understanding I don't need nobody I don't need no president like that of course you know you got to vote and all that I mean course vote for these uh, propositions especially the ones regarding you know you know civil rights and the ones involving you know the one well the one in particular in california I believe that was prop i can't remember the exact number for it but the one that um ended bail cash bail those are important things that we definitely need to vote on and need to understand what's going on with that those are things that affect us As members of the black community, brown community And actually just the working class community Because that's who it really affects And I'm gonna, that's why I said I wanted to get into it, it's Friday night So let's, let's go ahead Okay We spent 2.1 trillion as black folk That money, we can't use that money We can't, you know, not put that money Into another corporation. We got to put that. Do we have to spend. And give our money away. That money can't be reinvested on our own time. On our own watch. See there comes a a time when. Black people are going to have to say. Well we're going to have to sign a contract. With us. And not just. And I mean not just the government. Not just the president. Not just a political party. Because to me. It's almost like a cop-out. It's easy to sit there and say, oh, President Trump is going to give us this, or Biden, we need you to give us this. First and foremost, in this dynamic, where they're they're in the power seat, they're not giving us anything. Not without really disparaging us more. And putting us even more in a second-class position, which we don't seem to see, whether it be Republican or Democrat. We can sit there and argue about, oh, well, the the Democrats want you to live in poverty or they want to raise your taxes. Well, the Republicans that we've stated here before want to give you low-paying jobs. Without any type of benefits What's the difference? It's funny You know um, People have said so many things about You know Back and forth about Trump and Biden And Look at both They're deplorable You Look at who they Who was behind them It's funny that the man Jared Kushner Who who I Cube ended up talking to Telling black folks to You know to help themselves while he sells property in the Baltimore area that's rat infested that violates city health and county codes racking up thousands of dollars of fines just like his (laughs) father-in-law Republicans got you living in rats and you worried about Democrats I say we fucked either way right Ask me. I'm glad this whole shit is over. The Democrat and Republican race and all that—these two parties have been a lie, straight up. Been a lie. We can sit there and point little bits and tidbits of history at each other. Well, remember in the 1800s, the Democrats—they made the KKK. Oh yeah, guess who brought them back in the 1930s and so forth? The Republicans. They don't tell you what they used to do in the 1930s in the Midwest, in Indiana, to keep blacks from voting, do you? You don't know how they rose again, right? Hmm. They were backed by Republican senators. They don't tell you that. They want to keep telling you about the Democrats. Isn't it clear that by now that they're both full of shit? Isn't it clear by now? We talked on this channel before I told you guys They were part of the same party at one point in time Democrat, Republican, look it up Isn't it f- I mean, and again, it's and it's like You break it down even more On more levels, right And again, I'm gonna take it all out there Cause, you know, again, I got the time It's Friday at night, right You ever thought about it Why are the parties blue and red Why is everything We've seen in this world that puts two groups together somehow blue and red we missed out on the symbology this is all symbology this is occultism at work this is hidden these are hidden agendas but then again I'm not surprised when on our money it says in God we trust we put that on the currency in this country I'm pretty sure they do it in other places they've done it and put God and shit on there but it just goes to show you where our money our our, our hearts and our souls have really been aligned with. See, we like Trump because he's about money, especially us black men, of course. It's about money. That's what it's about. It's about thinking we have money and thinking we can get enough as them. But see, that's the that's the whole that's the whole schemes that you're not supposed to. See, this this design that we live in, this capitalism design. You're, you see, we're all supposed to believe that we all can succeed, but in reality, they've made it sure that thousands can. It's funny how we will blame Democrats and all this and want to go party for party, but year after year, what, have we, what differences have we really seen? Is America really better? Oh, we have more jobs that don't pay. People are working two or three jobs at a time. Is it really better? And about this racism shit. They're both racist fucks. You want to hear some examples of this racist shit? These are are the most racist shit I can find from both of you guys. This is a quote coming from Trump 1973 uh, Justice Department lawsuit This had this was referring to his property Where he was outright refusing To rent and sell to blacks But oh, he's not racist he's, Do y'all know what racism is? Do y'all really think racism is simply just Wearing Klan shit And SS tattoos And saying nigga and spick And homo and fag and, and don't get me wrong, don't come at me for but I'm just saying this is this is almost like the only thing that counts to racism at some of you people. That's racism denying housing. Oh selling rat infested property like Jerry Kushner. That's racism. Because again, see a black Person can hate a white man and he cannot be a racist. That does not make him a racist. A white man disliking you for being black is not necessarily racist. It's prejudice. He's bigoted. You take that same belief and you just and you say this comment. This is what Donald Trump said in the lawsuit. You don't want to live with them either. You're a racist. You're a racist. Let's move on. He goes on to say, laziness is a trait in blacks. Again, prejudice comment, right? I want to say, I have black guys counting my money. I hate it. The only guys I want counting my money are short guys that wear yarmulkes all day. That sound like somebody who hires black people to you? That sound like a friend to you? That sound like somebody who's really going to invest $500 in your community? How stupid. Nope, I'm going to take it back. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to start saying things like that. But I do not believe that someone who feels that laziness is a trait within me Will invest 500 billion in my community. He goes on in another statement to say, and this is in a Time Magazine article, 1989 January, just in case y'all want to look it up. Who the fuck knows? I mean really, who knows how much the Japs will pay for Manhattan property these days? Japs. In eighty nine. But he's 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 not racist. He's not prejudiced. Oh <laughs> Say what you want. Man's a racist. Oh, let's move on. We have more. This is in reference to Uh, Him trying to block the attempt of local Indian tribes to open casinos within the New York and Connecticut area. They don't look like Indians to me. That's your boy, right? Then of course, the most recent fire starter. Where Mexico sends his people they're not sending their best. they're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing crime. the rapists, and I assume some are good people. First of all, it's not a matter of Mexico sending immigrants. I don't think at how that that's how that works. People just pick up and go so all that Mexico sitting people over here I don't buy that for one and as far as the drug and the crime comment hmm there's a lot of crime here being done by natural born citizens and if we really want to say oh well the immigrants are bringing the drugs into the country well the US citizens Are selling the drugs that they brought so it's a two-fold system Uh, so I'm not blaming the immigrant I'm not blaming Mexico it's the individuals not every person coming here is a rapist I can tell you that a lot of them aren't some are, sure there's rapists in this country as well there's drug dealers in this country as well I'm not judging somebody by based where they come from. Again, example of bigotry, an example of disc- what turns into discrimination. And we can sit there and go back and forth. Oh, uh, it was so cute. Everybody thought you know all the Trump fans thought it was so cute when he asked them, "Oh, well, who who made the cages, Joe? Well, who keeps putting the kids in the cages, Trump, and keeps losing track of them and can't find them?" And he you Trump (laughs) I mean and it's so goofy how we want to say well Trump opened up these cages and Trump did and, and Obama opened up excuse me Obama opened up these cages and he made these cages and Trump keeps putting the people in there it seems to be business as usual you tell me what's different I think it's bullshit if you ask me Hasn't done anything for me, and you know. Oh, and this isn't over because we have Biden too. He Goes on to say, and this is referring to school desegregation. Biden goes on to say, at seventy-five, this is the most racist concept you can come up with, and that's referring to desegregating schools. The most racist concept you can ever come up with is desegregation. Okay. He moves on to he moves on to say another statement. In Delaware, the largest growth is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight accent. Whew. Golly. Uh both of these guys suck, anyways, um, this is again, off, just, just doesn't, just doesn't seem to get it, again, one of those comments by Joe, he just doesn't seem to get it, this is in reference to Trayvon Martin, he goes on to say, we've got to recognize that the kid wearing the hoodie may very well be the next Poet Laureate, and not a game banger." finally, his most recent flub, uh, most recently on the campaign trail, he goes on to say "Geez, the reason I was able to say sequestered in my home is because some black one was able to stock the grocery shelf oh god um and don't get me wrong um I've seen the blue side panda, right and back to the you know goofy side of things um As far as, you know, Hillary and her hot sauce fiasco, there was some situation with Joe and his despacito on his phone bullshit. Yeah, they pander. That being said, false promises to our community are also is also pandering Uh, for Trump to parade around with rappers. Instead of other Republican lawmakers that happen to be black, see again, you see the bullshit here, he won't even meet up with his own, that are in his own party, that are black lawmakers that happen to be Republican, that's how you know it's a farce, it's a fucking joke, Um, that is pandering, okay? Getting getting fifty cent to say those stupid ass comments, you're pandering. Getting getting um, uh, Lil Wayne to try to to get us that's a that's a form of pandering, black folk. Just like carrying hot just like just like uh, Hillary Clinton carrying hot sauce. Okay, it's pandering to us. <laughs> and she asks us, is it working? Is the, the same equivalent is when these these you know rappers go in there and they say, I'm gonna make a contract. We're gonna talk about what are y'all gonna talk about? You can these rappers cannot hold them politically accountable they are not involved like that all they can do is straight up say is take the take a picture and, 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 and just and just talk maybe yeah y'all talk and take pictures that's nothing he ain't even met up with a Republican center a black Republican center and I bet you these black Republican centers don't even take this as an issue so they see again Ah, there's so many things That we have to look into So many layers to this I'm glad this shit is over I didn't vote for anybody By the way I left the shit blank I voted for all the Other shit and the propositions But those two don't deserve a vote but deserve a vote These quotes As far as I know uh, Their backgrounds Have ruined that for me we already know about Biden's crime deal we know about his vice president who's locked up black men who's who's made fraudulent cases against him who had not locked up any of those killer cops we know about this we know about Trump and his, his fake university that embezzled millions we also know about uh, his his uh Bankruptcies, his failed businesses. We also know about his discriminating policies towards blacks in terms of hiring and the way he rents and sells his properties. Uh, we are, you know, we already know about this. Both of them are full of shit. Neither one really deserves any, anybody's vote. But people want to argue and they want to keep these things going, not understanding that both of them are part of the trap. They're both part of the problem, and they'll go back and forth. Doesn't doesn't really show. That you know anything other other than the fact Well you don't know too much If you're you're fighting over one or the other uh, I I think you've lost already Neither one of these parties are better than the other And neither candidate was better than the other Uh, Both of these people are If you look look really deep past everything They're both trash human beings And uh, as far as I'm concerned They don't make Either one will make a great president So as far as I'm concerned Moving on for tonight that's it for this and uh, my next episode of course I will be moving back to YouTube I have my sports my, my first ever sports uh, sports stories episode uh, going over the 2020 Lakers again also like I said before I'm working on my Batman Forever review uh, both of those will be coming out on YouTube pretty soon um, I don't know what I got planned for Halloween I don't know I, I always it always passes me by and i always missing out on it but uh, maybe I might try to do some Halloween thing tomorrow We'll see uh, But definitely I'll be putting out That sports stories uh, pretty soon um, Hopefully At some point tomorrow even So look out for that y'all um, As far as tonight goes It's a wrap Thank you for listening uh, If anybody hasn't told you yet Peace out, one love And I'll holler at y'all later